Hello, IGN UK podcast listener. Joe here. Uh, just want to say, um, as you all know, we here at IGN UK are professionals, which is why uh, you'll know, probably, if you've looked at the internet, that Death Stranding reviews came out today. The IGN review is a 6.8 out of 10. I think it is a fantastic review. I highly urge you to read it or watch it at your convenience. Now, the reason I bring up that we're professionals is that, um, well, we did record uh, some some thoughts about Death Stranding on today's podcast. Uh, and then we uh, checked the embargo and realized we're, we're not allowed to talk about them yet. So I'm sorry if you came here expecting some. We do apologize for that. They will be in next week's podcast. We will be talking Death Stranding. And you know what? We'll probably talk loads about it. So just have to wait a little bit more. And I am very sorry. But there's loads more. You'll see. There's there's like an hour of stuff. It's fine. Anyway, enjoy yourselves. Sorry. Love you. We're professionals. Goodbye. I've been playing a lot of Modern Warfare. Oh, hey. that's a fun game. <laughs> it's well. Do you know what? Delivering the multiplayer. Yes. Yeah. The multiplayer is very fun. Actually, yeah, I do really like. Me that. and Matt have been playing a lot of Gunfight, which is the two-on-two mode that gives you a random loadout every yeah. two rounds. It's fucking that is really amazing. fun. That quick little forty-second rounds, and it's first to six, and we are surprisingly good at it, and that's why I think I'm enjoying it because. In a lot of Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Call of Duty multiplayer, <laughs> Call of Duty, uh, especially in recent years, like back in Modern Warfare One and Two, I was okay. I could felt like I was keeping up and having a good time. But recently, when I've been playing recent Call of Duties, I just realised I'm not as good as I used to be. Yeah. And Call of Duty multiplayer, especially like deathmatch, is not fun when you're just getting killed every five seconds. I don't think it's uh, a surprise or a coincidence that gunfight feels more like Rainbow Six to me oh, yeah. than Call of Duty in that it prizes a lot more on the spot thinking mm -hmm. outthinking tactical play and it's all just split second like yeah it's, it's like it comes down to one shot do yeah. I do I you know do I hide here wait for them to come around and try and second guess them mm -hmm. do I rush at them like it has a lot of that attack defense yep. feel I'm basically been solely playing gunfight multiplayer wise i gave uh i haven't given realism a go yet but i know matt's a big fan of that yeah and i do want to give that a go i know you've been played one or two rounds of ground war yeah i really like ground war you really which like is, it which I mean, is their version. i was not into it all it's, i just thought it was not a good version of, it's battlefield. Their version of battlefield okay. so it's a giant map with five points that two teams are trying to collect and pick right. up tickets 16 aside or 32 32 i think aside? it's 32 32 aside um but it's got vehicles like you take different classes and fight and you know yeah. you're forced to fight in different ways like i think it's really really good it was i think you got a good position with it because my experience was a not knowing the map I was on and b just running into a stream getting sniped from a 30 story building or whatever it is Whereas i was playing the sniper <laughs> yeah but it wasn't you killing me crazy because yeah. that does not happen <laughs> how dare you <laughs> but um but good yeah. fight is it only 2v2 yeah okay I, I, every time i've looked over and seen you guys playing it i thought I feel like this would be cool if it was 5v5. I do wish that... Because you can't... As far as I've looked, I've looked through the options, you can't do a custom version. It'd be cool, especially as there's six of us in the office to do, do like some three-on-threes and stuff. Yeah, but definitely. I yeah. think it's built for two-on-two because it's that quick It's like a small arena game. though, right? They're well. tiny little yeah, maps, yeah. yeah. But it's really fun. I also do feel like it's worth mentioning this... You know everyone talks about like games always look really good by the end of a generation. Yeah. Death Stranding and Modern Warfare... You are really seeing that this oh, time. They look fucking well, I'll incredible. Move on. I'll move on to the campaign now, which the cutscenes in that are obviously not, they're not gameplay scenes. They're in-engine, but they're, they're not in gameplay engine, representative. Yeah. But the faces and the facial animation on those and the lighting is just it's crazy. absurd. Yeah. And the campaign as a whole, I think, is good. In con so everyone knows at E3 I wasn't a massive fan. Um, <laughs> everyone know but, that? Well, I think it's interesting <laughs> yeah. a few times. Um... But yeah, in context, I'll hold my hands up. It's a lot better. And yeah, surprisingly, in context, a lot of things are better, <laughs> especially when they're not prefaced by people trying to say they're trying to be edgy. Mm, yeah. Because ultimately, it's not as edgy a game as it thinks it is or mm. wants to be, I think. And it kind of does. It has a strong message about chemical weapons. Well, it thinks it does, but then kind of, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of, you know, it just does that thing of chemical weapons are bad. And I just nod and go, yeah, I knew that. Mm. So and are you now saying you wanted you wanted it to be more edgy? <laughs> Don't want it to be more edgy. No, I just wanted it at the end 
to make him have a take message. a stance, fall, yeah. take a stance, and fall firmly on the side of. Whereas I think the end of the game just falls a bit flat. Right. Okay. It's only five to six hours, and I do think that I like. See, I like Modern Warfare, the original Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare Two campaigns. I love so much because I remember doing that thing. I'm currently playing a first-person shooter for a series called Never Have I Ever, which mm. I'm playing a shooter I've never played for, which does the thing of doing a different mechanic in each level. Yeah. And that's what the old Modern Warfare's did. I remember being in the helicopter, just doing different things every time. And this campaign starts off that way. Like, you do... Ra one of the early missions is raiding an airbase, and it switches from being on foot to controlling remote control explosive drones to being in a helicopter and shooting down on people. It mixes it up, but I feel like halfway through the campaign they stop doing that, and you just start repeating missions again oh, in right. just in different locations. Mm. I planned and three missions of Modern yeah. Warfare's campaign, and I think it is too unremittingly grim for me to it, carry on. It is very <laughs> grim. It is. It, it's obviously trying to take on some serious matter. I do think the last missions of the game are repair of them a bit dull, but the end cutscenes and the post credit scenes are very cool, especially if you know your Modern Warfare lineage. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say, what if you don't really remember as long any as you of that shit? Well, if you remember certain people and places, it'll be cool. Okay. But um, I just feel like... So one of the early... There's just things that are just off kilter to me, and I know maybe I'm just being a bit petty, but like I do think the so you've played the second mission of the game is a terrorist attack on Piccadilly Circus. It is hard work. It's hard work, and I think that mission itself is non-offensive. It oh. is it is a like what I imagine how horrible that situation is, would be. Like, this is I, I like I'm not offended by the decision to put a terrorist attack on Piccadilly no. Circus in that. What I feel is I played that and it made me feel really, really bad and I did not have fun. Like, thing, it's genuinely harrowing. The thing that just sits uneasy with me is that it's very hard to me anyway, Matt achieved this, it's very hard to me to not accidentally shoot a civilian or hurt a civilian because yeah, they're okay. running all over the place. And they're dressed in the same as the terrorists. Yes, yeah. and I know that that's what that situation <laughs> would probably be like. Right. It'd be hard. Yeah. But then there's a gold trophy you get for not killing any civilians during that mission, which kind of just feels a bit weird that you're kind of incentivizing me not to kill innocent people in order to get a trophy. I mean, it's, it's, I know it's, it's gamifying it's saying, the yeah, situation. It's, it's saying like, if you manage to complete this perfectly or the way it should be done, then you get a reward. I That's mean, like getting a Victoria Cross. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what real medals are. Do you know what though? Like, I had no interest in playing this game, but now after hearing you two talk about that, I actually what, just trophies. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, obviously, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, that just sounds like. Like the fact that you said it's harrowing makes me want to see it. Well, I, was, it I was surprised by how much it made me feel yeah. uncomfortable in yeah. the right way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do think the opening few missions game are where it's at its best and it does sort of things like that. But I feel like, especially there's some like flashback scenes, I don't feel like they're as effective as they want to be on the writing. I know Matt feels similarly, the writing goes downhill. Right. And it just becomes a bit, I don't know, a bit unrealistic to me. Mm. And there's obviously the whole, I don't want to go into the politics of the whole readdressing that the highway of death was done by Amer done by Russia and not America. Mm. I, there's a weird thing where I've seen some people saying that's rewriting history mm. but isn't and don't get me wrong I think it's a bad thing the idea of using yeah. that term but isn't the idea that they're just using a term highway of death in a different place I, they are kind of but there's a lot of there's almost too many similarities they could have they didn't A have to call it the highway of death yeah. B it looks very similar to the actual one and even down to the fact that there's like white flags dotted around the right. map that were similar to how it looked if in you, real life. If you don't know the backstory here, the Highway of Death is a mm. real life uh, event in Iraq yeah. uh, that is considered by many to be a war atrocity on yeah. behalf of the US. Basically, and in uh, this game, there is an event called the Highway of Death and they say the Russians did it. Yeah. <laughs> which Jesus. is kind of weird. <laughs> it could just be someone not changing it enough like yeah. using it as inspiration but inadvertently I think it's stupid rather than actively offensive yeah I don't think anyone although Call of Duty maybe has a history of trying to get in the headlines like I do think sometimes it is down to some people just being a bit careless mm. I don't think there's any evil people working on that game going let's well, propagate I th propaganda I think you only need to look at the fact that the campaign 
uses the idea of white phosphorus as a disgrace and a horror and then it's and a then kill streak it incentivizes it as a kill streak in multiplayer <laughs> i know these are not always say built. that they're disparate but, but these they're are, not these aren't <laughs> games built to be a sensible take on no. war they literally cannot be if you're no. choosing to buy modern warfare you are buying into the idea that you are buying a morally confused game yeah. because it has to be it's a game that makes shooting people fun yeah, yeah and course, like yeah. fuck me it's fun to shoot people in this game yeah, like it feels it, amazing it sounds good. amazing it is everything that is slightly creepy about video games yeah that i actively admit i enjoy yeah you, you there is a certain point at which you can't you you are part of the problem yeah and i don't mean that in like a ban all video games or ban video game yeah. violence I like all of it, but I just accept that I am a piece of the issue. Mm. If I if I choose to have that argument, exactly, I'm buying a game. And that ultimately, does that. I enjoy it isn't the right word. I thought the campaign's good. Yeah, it is it is ultimately fun, but yeah, you did there are points it. around fun, but never were there points the same way where I was like, I feel horrible and icky and wish I hadn't have done this. Yeah, and the multiplayer is like Call of Duty multiplayer is. I know similar thing. People like you always give Call of Duty a high score, just like FIFA. It's because it's fundamentally. A brilliant shooter. Call of Duty <laughs> remains one of the most absurdly generous packages yeah. of full price video game that you can buy. And like mm, there yeah. are problems, don't get me wrong, like loot boxes, battle passes, all the microtransaction stuff, whatever you you know, whatever you're talking about. Mm -hmm. The base game you get more in Call of Duty than almost any other AAA game every mm -hmm. single year. Same way as FIFA as well. Yeah. Like these are games that can afford to give you loads for your money. Yeah. And it just gave me a good little dose of nostalgia because there's characters and names and people that I hadn't heard in a long time. And you know, I'm just I was just missing my boy Soap, <laughs> my boy Ghost. Aww. Do you know where there are lots of ghosts though? Oh, yeah, okay. Luigi's Mansion Three. Damn right there are. Oh, we're getting a bit more lighthearted now. Now we're talking yeah. about a <laughs> game I like. To, let's move on to Nintendo. You um, love a bit of Luigi's I Mansion. Fucking, don't you? Luigi's Mansion's amazing. I actually think Luigi's Mansion One on the GameCube is not very good. Okay. Luigi's Mansion Two, I think, is close to a masterpiece. And Three, I haven't finished. And but at the moment, it feels mm -hmm. very, very good. Um, it's a game about being a cartoon plumber with a vacuum cleaner trying to kill ghosts in a hotel. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so good for someone who I've played a little bit of Luigi's Mansion. But I'm guessing. There's a lot of people. It's a series that is beloved, but you don't often hear people talk about a lot. Yeah, no, and I don't think a lot point, of people yeah. have actually played in the grand scheme of things. What is the core gameplay to a Luigi's Mansion? So yet? it is a very light um, puzzle action game. So you are given, in this version of it, every floor is a self-contained set of objectives, which is almost always like, find this thing and bring it back here. It's like Death Trap. I was gonna, just um, going to say but, that. But instead of just walking places, yeah. you have a f um, you're attacked by ghosts. You have to flash them with a flashlight and suck them up with a hoover. So it, I mean, it still sounds like Death Stranding. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you can attack by ghosts. Luigi's Mansion throws his blood. <laughs> Luigi throws his blood at them. <laughs> throws his piss. Piss grenades. <laughs> he does have Gooigi though. He does have Gooigi now, uh, who is a, a slime doppelganger that you can detach, or you can kind of... Oh my god, it is Death Stranding. You shit it out and use it. Like, genuinely, the animation for Gooigi is very funny, because Luigi kind of squats a bit and shits out a green oh version of himself god. from his back. This is like Flubber, doesn't it? It is like Flubber. Um, what, to what purpose? Gooigi can get places that he can't, so he can squeeze through grates, right, or like, okay. if there's a grate on the floor, he just flops through it you into can play the floor below. Can't you, you can play them co-op. You can play the whole game co-op. Past the point that you get a Gooigi, which is about an hour in. But is it in that co-op and say in the sense that like Mario Odyssey was co-op? No, is it no. Like you only play it with really small children. Uh, you know, I think Luigi's Mansion is probably one of the better versions of that because okay. you can play the whole game alone and swap between Luigi and Gooigi, but you could do twice as much. So it's like a Lego game because Gooigi has all yeah. the yeah Gooigi has all the same powers as Luigi does, right, okay. except he the only difference being he can get through. Uh, broke like great spaces, but he yeah. also can't go across water. Okay, he's so, he melts in water. So, so it's a bit like Trinesque in a way, where it's like you need this one can only get to this yeah. point, and this one can yeah. travel. So it works in both formats yeah. basically. Um, the, but the brilliance of Luigi's Mansion Three, eight, it's up there with Zelda and Astral Chain as like best looking games on Switch. It looks incredible because everything's so self contained yeah. that the amount of power they can push into it is pretty crazy um and b it's like one of the best animated games i've ever seen it's like luigi's tiptoeing around and running and reacting to stuff and like everything reacts to him so if there's a sheet on a chair 
you go over, you suck it, it gets stuck in your hoover, you have to pull back and then hold A and like it feels really good and you suck it up and then boxes fall over and like there's amazing little bits, like stuff that doesn't need to be there. Like you can accidentally, you can get this ability where you fire a plunger onto that sticks to stuff. Mm. Then you suck up the end of the plunger and then it, you can like slam stuff on the floor. <laughs> yeah. And there was one bit I found like this big thing of suitcases in the basement of the hotel. I like sucked onto one and smashed it and all these hats fell out. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm going to do that again. And did it again. And the next suitcase had like all newspapers in it. I did it like five times and every single suitcase Lo- had different loads, things loads inside. Loads of dildos in one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the dildo room. Um, and like, it's just really satisfying to do everything. Like yeah. finding curtains and just being like, I'm gonna ruin this room and just suck the curtains off the wall and like. There's a lot of sucking going on then. Oh mate, sucking and blowing. Oh. Um, <laughs> it, there's, but it's just like it's just so nice all the time to do everything mm. and like. There's this one really early section that kind of summed it all up for me really early. Are you getting chased by King Boo, who's the evil ghost of course, doing all the badness? And you don't have any of your weapons and all you're doing is running away from him and it's down this corridor and you've been just been down this corridor and like. It's just a normal hotel full of stuff. And suddenly everything in that room you realise is a physics object and everything's going flying and Luigi's ma- Luigi's just falling over it and like screaming and like <laughs> it's just this brilliant little Scooby Doo simulator that yeah. you're playing I'm for into a while. It. As soon as you say Scooby Doo, I mean It's it. fucking good. wicked. I was man. into it when he said sucking. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so good if you haven't played Luigi's Mansion two on three DS, which I think a lot of people missed, mm. like Yeah, I never played it. This is not much of a jump from that but i think it's almost to its credit because that just means people are getting the game they missed on 3ds yeah in a way better form out it was out yesterday on halloween i believe it's reeks of a christmas game to me oh it's Mm. so perfect for christmas because it will be about 15 hours long and it will just be nice and you'll have a really good time with it ghost stories are always good at christmas yeah it really are it's brilliant it's Mm. so good more ghost stories yeah Doctor Sleep is that technically a ghost story I don't know The Shining is depends how you read The Shining is it a ghost story if you don't know about Doctor Sleep it is a sequel to The Shining both the book and the film Mm -hmm. do Um, they outright say this is a sequel isn't it yeah it's the next chapter the next chapter so we spoke to Mike Flanagan it's a very good interview that Cardi cut um, with him and his producer talking about we just asked them a bunch of questions that were essentially how the hell do you approach turning yeah, The Shining into yeah. a sequel? I wouldn't have the balls to that because I think The Shining, if I had to pick, I think The Shining would be my favourite horror film. I don't think it's a particularly scary film, but mm. I think it's incredible. But yeah, it's just to have the balls to make because I'm not going to lie, I think in that interview is like a lot of people would go, you're making The Shining 2, fuck off or something along the yeah, lines of like, that. If yeah. they'd asked us to make The Shining yeah. 2, we would have said no. Yeah, But what they're doing is taking... King's sequel to his book The Shining mm. and they're adapting that and then bookending it with things that connect it to the film yeah. Shining so it, yeah. yeah they've got Kubrick and King mashed up but it, it's a film I admire more than I enjoy yeah so you're the only person who's actually seen it yet in the world in the world <laughs> yes <laughs> you're the only there's several reviews out there but no one's actually seen no, it no no no, no 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 <laughs> no uh, it's it's a weird one so the first thing it does is very flat out goes we this is connected to the shining we are recasting people who were in the shining so you immediately see danny torrance and uh wendy torrance mm-hmm. in new form like they've got actors Gooigi who form yeah they're good <laughs> does wendy um, have any sort of because obviously yes. danny was a child so you can it's very easy to they learn. they even they go as far as recreating her screaming in the corner as the axe comes through the door oh, and really? it looks very very good like her performance is actually quite amazing Mm -hmm. um and actually i think that's really admirable to just go it's almost like setting the rules it's like there is no digital de-aging there's no using old footage there's no tricks it's just you just accept this or you go away yeah and like that's great and i like i mean we did that we've done that for decades of cinema right we just accepted those things but now we feel like we have to Mm. use the cgi do you wish you'd gone away though because the one thing you came back with feedback from this film, I asked you how it was. I was quite looking forward to it because, A, I think Mike Flanagan is a very good director. I think Mike Flanagan is amazing, yeah. Uh, obviously, he did Haunting of Hill House, which is one of the best TV shows yeah. of recent years. I watched Hush last night for the first time. I thought it was fine, actually. I really like Hush. But um, I think he, in general, is brilliant. But, yeah, I was just disappointed to hear that you just thought it was meh. Well, it's weird. So, uh, the, 
he's very upfront with saying like we're connecting it to the shining but i'm not trying to be kubrick and because mm. why would you try to yeah. be kubrick um i reckon i could i can't go into no you can i can't go into exactly why i feel the way i do without spoiling stuff but the core of this film the middle of this film is almost a straight adaptation of dr sleep the novel so you have this bit of the sh- connecting to the shining movie at the start then it cuts it's 20 30 years later Danny Torrance is now Dan Torrance, who is a down-and-out, drunk, mm-hmm. homeless man, played by Ewan McGregor really, really well. I think it's a fantastic performance. And I don't usually... I'm, I'm on and off with Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Um, and he gets a connection to another child with The Shining and becomes sort of her telepathic pen pal. <laughs> um, he's got, like, this... You know when you get blackboard paint in a room? Yeah. His room has that, and he'll, like, write her messages... Or, he, yeah, he'll write her messages, and then in the morning he wakes up and it's magically written responses. Okay. And he becomes, like, this girl's, like, faraway pen pal. What a creep. Um, <laughs> and there is a roaming group of psychic vampires called the True Knot, who they they suck the life force out of uh, people with the Shining, and the strongest Shining people are children. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is Nasty a business. fucking <laughs> rough scene of... Uh, of this happening Mm -hmm. that is the scariest moment in the film and is actually very well done and makes you feel very very bad Mm. Um, but for the most part that core part of the movie is less a horror movie and more um, it's like a psychic detective movie it's really weird and I actually enjoyed it in that moment where I was just like right this film isn't a sequel to The Shining. It's a film connected to The Shining, uses that as an inference. But, yeah. like, really what this is is Ewan McGregor and his um, amazing X-Men child friend, <laughs> like, fighting vampires. And, like, great. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Like, that's really good fun. It, and then towards the end of that section, it takes a turn into just, like, complete action movie bullshit. And, like, th- there's some stuff that's really bad. Mm. Um, and you kind of lose... I think the, the the antagonists just lose any sense of like actual scariness and become sort of nothing. Mm. And then the final bookend, he has said this, yeah. so it returns to the Shining elements. Okay. So the and Shining film bits literally bookend the book. Yes. Uh, and I can't put it. I can't put it properly without yeah. spoiling. I think it takes quite a colossal shit on the legacy of The Shining. <laughs> like some of the stuff it does with the, the Shining's most memorable visuals, I think, is just bad. Like, just not mm-hmm. not a good decision on their part. The way you spoke to me, it was like it was less like playing on it and doing something clever, and more going, "Hey, do you remember this? Look at this." Yeah, yeah and like. And sort of repurposing it in a way that feels like it shouldn't. Like, the the sheer creepiness of The Shining mm. never reappears in any of those sections. Okay. But, and it, it's almost like you're what... It's almost like the characters are watching it through a, an audience's eyes. Yeah. Well, it's like, all the creepy bits of The Shining are the bits in between those memorable set-piece moments. The bits where you're literally just tracking down a hallway yes. for a minute. Yeah. Those are the creepy bits, not the woman in the bathtub or... No the lift of yeah. blood or and, we, and all of those things are in trailers by the way so we mm. there's no spoilers here <laughs> like, yeah. those things pop up um, and I've seen people who like the film a lot more than me explain that as uh, this is a film about Dan Torrance's someone put it really well which was that The Shining film mm. is Dan Torrance's memory in this film so that's how he imagined the events of that place. Right. Okay. Which I think is a beautiful way of putting it, and I completely disagree. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> to especially me, if he didn't see half that stuff. To me, the end of this film is closer to Ready Player One, <laughs> the section with The Shining yeah. in that. Okay. Jeez. Which I think is fantastic in the context of that film yeah. than it is to a sequel to The Shining. Does it feel like it ever makes... Does it feel like it's shoehorned in or does it make story sense at uh, least it makes while story they return sense. there? Yeah, to it, so, like, there's some fuzzy logic yeah. as to why the reason they return their works. Uh, okay. But it makes sense you go you, you if you ride with it it's fine okay all right it has it's not gratuitous marks. that they would go there there's a there's a there's a kind of 
end point mm. that weird. works like because i haven't heard like great reviews about it but i'm still like quite intrigued i think i definitely this. watch it just because i yeah. love the shining so yeah, this exactly. is plain film central yeah, to me like it's I'm a feeling. good ride for most of it and you'll have a nice time and the acting's good and there's some performances in okay. there and there's some creepy shit and there's like just like ready player one there is a real pleasure in seeing this stuff recreated sure. and yeah. Honestly, the making of this film to me is way more exciting than the mm-hmm. film itself. Like, Mike Flanagan got the Kubrick estate to provide all the design details for the original sets. And he's talking about how, like, they rebuilt these places as they were in mm. the 70s. And he was putting his camera in exactly the same place as Kubrick. Mm. And he would go, why has he chosen this yeah. shot? And he'd move his camera across the room and go... Oh, because it looks shit from over there. Kubrick yeah, always yeah. made the right decision. Yeah. I would love to see a, yeah, a making of documentary of this film more than maybe the I think the it film. would be absolutely fascinating. Um, and like, I feel really like <laughs> meeting Mike Flanagan and talking to him, mm. it almost makes you feel bad for the way I feel, feel about the film because he is so excited that he got yeah. to make this film. And I think well, there's elements be, wouldn't that, you? I think the bits where it's Mike Flanagan's film instead of a film about trying to recreate Kubrick are good like there's one sort of dream sequence-esque thing where Mike Flanagan does stuff and you're just like fuck yes this is like Haunting of Hill House there's like cosmic madness and gore and fun horror shit happening on screen all at once you're like great this is what we want out of Mike Flanagan's films and then he's kind of fought he's like hamstrung by the material and the expectation of the audience to do Kubrick stuff and mm. it doesn't work as well mm. and I wish it was just I wish this wasn't a Stephen King adaptation I wish this was a film about a psychic and his X-Men friend killing vampires yeah. Yeah. like that would be a better film oh. do you know what also isn't a psychic X-Men film about killing vampires what The Endless Search <gasps> Inside it's a UK IGN crew Shit. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold at the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Is it in the search? No, are you ready? Sorry. Doing a little stretch? I just I need to wake myself up a bit. Oh, you wake yourself up. You'll have to wake yourself up because we have got a hard one this week. Okay. Oh, nice. This is from Sam from Melbourne, Australia. I love that place. Do you? Yeah, it's one of my favourite places. I've never uh, been to Australia and I'd love to. I, in Melbourne, threw up off the roof of a youth hostel onto a police car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Brilliant. Good. I was uh, fucked up. <laughs> Sam would like to submit a quiz for the endless search and thought we might appreciate it. I did appreciate it. He says, because it's a little weird. I don't know what that says about me. Though. You're a little weird. Oh, so he sent it specifically to you. Yeah, because it's a little weird. I don't know. Maybe for the podcast in general, but it was sent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it says mm-hmm. the game is called What Did They Say? And it's a game we play on our podcast, The Beta Network. Ooh, so okay. listen to The Beta Network if you want to hear this more often. This game. What is the, what's the Beta Network's general deal? Have you checked? Uh, it's it's a quality podcast. I did listen to a little bit where they played the game. Mm-hmm. It's fun times. Fun times. Sweet. Uh, but we're gonna. It's called What Did They Say? There you go. That's the title of the game. I already said that. Yep. Basically, I take five films and translate five quotes per film through five different languages and then back to English. No, sorry. Say that again. What? I take five films and translate five quotes per film through five different languages and then back to English. Oh, like Game of Telephone. It's almost like Chinese Whispers. You're not allowed to say that anymore. Aren't you? I looked up the etymology of it and I... I think it's okay. Just so say, I'm making that judgment. Just say telephone. Yeah. Um, it's that game. And you have to guess the film from the t- terribly translated quotes. Let this me know if you like this game. So I do on, like the concept. It's, it's five languages. It's, it's got one phrase. Well, can, and that phrase goes through language A, language B, language C, language D. And then for E, it goes back to the first language. Yeah, I've, got more, I've got more details here. Okay. All right. So, uh, and I will warn you now, I think this is very hard. Okay. I love the concept. In future, it's similar to the unscripted. Yeah, we'll have to make it easier <laughs> because you were saying before we started that this might be the first ever nil-nil. <laughs> yeah, because some of these to me aren't memorable quotes, but maybe you think they are. Maybe okay. you could do clues and stuff with but, them. So, what do we have to get right? Just the film. You have to guess the film, so they'll get progressively easier. So, there's five clues per film, and you'll get five points if you get it first, and then one if you get it on and the last one. I'm sorry. 
It's not that it's one quote and we see each translation. No, no. it's five different, five different quotes. quotes five quotes that have been five, been five yes. trans- yeah. right. Sorry to um, be dense. So these ones have been translated from English to Polish to Bulgarian to Uzbek to Maltese to Turkish and back to English. Fuck, amazing. Maybe so, it, to make it easy, you could do like three languages. I don't changes. think that's the hard bit. I think the actual quote choice is maybe the hard bit. Right, okay. Okay, okay. Okay, so film one. The badly translated quote I'll read the actual quotes after the yeah, yeah, all yeah, of them, yeah. obviously. So the first badly translated quote is, do you think that's right, funny? Good fellas. Oh, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's not, no. I think that's that. I throw off there. Yeah. Do you think, do you think, think that's, that's right, funny? funny? Is that the the grammar as well? The, like, is there a comma before funny There's and a, a comma before mark. funny and a question mark. Okay, again. right. You're not getting it, are you? The Dark Knight. <laughs> no. Okay. I just thought funny might be Joker. <laughs> uh, quote number two. And this may sound like I'm reading some of these wrong, but that's going to be how they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't stop thinking the last time I can tell. She tried to tell me something important and I take my face. <laughs> face off? <laughs> no. That does sound like the Dark Knight for some reason. Um, I can't stop thinking the last time I can tell. Oh, she memento? Tried to, no. Oh. She tried to tell me something important and I take my face. <laughs> Um, oh no and take my face sorry and I take so imagine that's something like the prestige a sad face I can't stop thinking quote number three if you didn't adapt yourself the death of your child is quick and painless but now you're angry with me and I will nurture him gradually oh my god the changeling (laughs) (laughs) no the orphanage um, no. Pan's Labyrinth. I'm telling you, the these shining. are hard. No, no. Uh, quote number four how, for two How points. butchered have these quotes been? Duh, duh, duh. Like, that one was butchered quite a bit. From okay. the original quotes, the first very two obvious? weren't changed that much. Okay, okay. okay. Right. Yeah. So the next one for two points. Can I go, Spider? Um, Can I go? Return of the King. No. Can I go, Spider? Into the Spider-Verse? No. Spider-Man 1, 2, 3? It's Spider-Man 2002. Uh, <laughs> so, and the last one was, great responsibility comes from the great power. Okay, okay. okay. So that yeah. one, so we'll that one you would have got it from. Yeah. What were the first quotes? Then? So the first actual quotes were, so do you think that's right, funny, was, think you're pretty funny, don't you, freak? Don't remember that. It's probably wouldn't even got that if you gave it me normal. I can't stop thinking the last thing I can tell. She tried to tell me something important and take my face is I can't help thinking about the last thing I said to him. He tried to tell me something important and I threw it in his face. Oh, uh, I do okay. kind of remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing that's about Uncle Ben, is it? Yes. Yeah. And if you didn't adapt yourself, the death of your child is quick and painless. But now you're angry with me and I will nurture him gradually. That one is... <laughs> that one is... Had you not been so selfish, your little girlfriend's death would have been quick and painless. But now that you've got, now that you've really pissed me off, I'm going to finish her nice and slow. Mm. Mm. And then, can I go, Spider? As can Spider-Man come out to play? I don't remember that at all. I think they should have had some of the Matchman's quotes in it. Bone saw. Would you have got that? Yeah. Would you? I can't Mm. remember what he says now. (laughs) You're blanking on it. (laughs) (laughs) That's two points to Joe. This is going to be really hard. Has he put winner and points sections on there? I have to say, thanks so much, Sam. This is very well formatted. Very well formatted. Uh, Here we go, film two. If you stay longer, stay in dust. Um, Thelma and Louise. If, If you're... Asking them to clean up before they. If you leave. stay longer, stay in dust. The big Lebowski. It's a hard one to work out because you don't know whether to change words yeah, or yeah, like yeah, get yeah. the general gist of it. Or... Yeah. Um, it's not the big Lebowski. Qu- no. Right. Quote two. No, they can't stand. They are my friends. Help them. What the fuck? Oh, the hard thing with this is you kind of need films that have at least three to four very memorable quotes or names in there yeah names would be a big help Mm. no they can't stand they are my friends help them um Forrest Gump nah number three prepare to remove our troops from the field of energy (laughs) day after tomorrow Starship Troopers (laughs) Um, uh, the edge of tomorrow is what I was trying to say prepare to remove our troops from the field of energy (laughs) Starship Troopers. No, That's exactly what I just not, said. Oh, did you? Sorry, I was not. Starship Troopers. 
Is it Starship Troopers? It's not fucking Starship <laughs> Troopers. Man. Right, quote four. He will join us or he will die. The oh, Star Wars of some kind. Force Awakens. Um, Empire Strikes Back. It is Empire Strikes Back. Son dear. of a bitch. <laughs> That's another two for Joe. So they were, if you stay longer, stay in dust. That was, we're going to get pulverised if we stay out here much longer. That's impossible. Yeah. What? That's not an iconic quote. Isn't it? Aren't they in the snow speeders then? Yeah, but the it's end? not a quote. You like, They okay. need to be like well-known ones, right? Well, I, that is number one out of five. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, they can't stand. They are my friends. Help them is, no, I can't keep the vision out of my head. They are my friends. I've got to help them. Okay. Prepare to remove our troops from the field of energy was make ready to land our troops beyond their energy field and deploy the feet the fleet so that nothing gets off the system. Wait, how did all that was real? all that, that was trimmed down to that? Languages, mate. <laughs> Does Uzbek just not have any of those second <laughs> half of the words? I don't know. Uh, he will join us or he will die, the okay. Lord. Do you know that one? Yeah. He will join us or die? Master. Master yeah. yeah. The last one. The Lord. <laughs> the last one. No, no. I'm your father. <laughs> <laughs> I think good. you can work that one out. All right. Number three. I'm going to try and speed this up because it is taking a while. But it's good. I like I hope, it. It's I hope good. people enjoy I like it. I enjoy game. it. Film number three. Where's my shirt? <laughs> um... Where is my Disco shirt? Elysium? <laughs> um, Jerry Maguire. No, got a, got a quick guess there, Joe. Or I'm moving on. American Psycho. No. My Lord Vader. I'm not a beggar on the volcano planet. Oh, um, Revenge Episode of the Sith. Three. Damn it. No, it's not. Attack of the Clones. No, you're, Phantom Menace. You're, you're, you're getting thrown off. Rogue One. Okay, so it's my not Lord Star Vader. Wars, I'm not a beggar on the volcano planet. Clark's Wait, one Solo? or two. Rogue One? Uh, no. Okay. It's, it's not, not a Star Wars film. It's not Clark's. No. Clerks. No. Quote number three. Doctor, it's hard work. This is nice. Dry, dry running on gasoline. <laughs> what? <laughs> that sounds like J-pop lyrics. <laughs> Fearing loading in Las Vegas. <laughs> Doctor, it's hard work. This is nice. Dry, dry running on gasoline. Sorry, I didn't do the question mark last time. Sorry. Dry, dry running on gasoline. <laughs> Mad Max. <sighs> no. The hangover. Doctor, it's hard work. No. Nope. Uh, on to four. This is where it's been again. Well, on this planet, Lauren. No, sorry. <laughs> the grammar is weird. Well, on this planet, Lauren will not change sight. I'm not asking for you or someone. <laughs> Lauren will not change sight. Lauren and Vader. Well, on this planet, Lauren will not change sight. I'm not asking for you or someone. Did we say clerks too? Yeah. yeah okay. Spaceballs. No. Oh, no right. Way. This this last one. Okay. There's the first word. Brace yourself. Biff. Stop. Uh, back to Stop. Future Stop. Two. Back to Future One. Back to Future, back to future One. Back to future one. <laughs> oh, that's one for Dale. You should have. Where's your cough? You said Back to the Future. Yeah. You added a turn in. Stop. Stop. You broke your hand. Fix it. <laughs> Oh, there's a bit when they think he's Darth Vader when he comes yeah. down. Yeah. So, where's my shirt is, Shabble where are my pants? <laughs> okay. That's really good. Uh, my Lord Vader, I'm not a beggar on the volcano planet, is my name is Lord Vader. I am an extraterrestrial from the planet Vulcan. Mm -hmm. ah. Doctor, it's hard work. This is nice. Dry, dry running on gasoline? <laughs> this is heavy duty, Doc. This is great. Uh, does it run like on regular unleaded gasoline? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, on this planet, Lauren will not change sight. I'm not asking for you or someone. Look, I'm just not ready to ask Lorraine out to the dance. And not you or anybody else on this planet is going to make me change my mind. Mm -hmm. Then Biff, stop, stop, you broke your hand, fix it, is Biff, stop, stop, you'll break his arm. Biff, film number four. All this old man saw, first of all, they all liked chill. And we were like, <laughs> oh, ha, and who? <laughs> It's hurting my brain just trying to translate them. All this old man saw, first of all, they all liked chill, and we were like, oh, heart, and who? Um, oh. Batman and Robin. No, if you got it uh, from that, I'd be very... Uh, I just... A chill is translated to freeze yeah. in my mind. Quote number two. Okay, that little orange and think. The Godfather. No. <laughs> Say it again. Okay, that little orange and think. Oh, my God. Um, pop star never. I don't know no. why. 
They're all pretty big, by the way. This is a tangent. Have you seen the Steelbook version they've they've released of Popstar? No. The cover is the scene is a is a painted version of the scene that they black out where he uses a flamethrower on the Queen Bee. Oh my god! Yes, please. It's fucking amazing. (laughs) Quote number three. (laughs) I remember what you said. I often forget things, but then I remembered. Memento. No, no. Um, oh, God. I remember what you said. I often forget things, but then I remembered. The eternal sunshine of the spotless Ooh. mind. Um, what's other films about forgetting things? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. The Machinist. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Not. I'm really good at the machine that I eat well. If you need to change this picture, you first changed it. Friends not to eat fish. Is it not? Oh, oh. That, that'll be it. Uh, friends not to eat fish. Friends not to eat fish is probably the... Is that, um, is it Finding Nemo? It is. Yeah. Oh. There we go. Two more to Joe. That means he's got a 6-1 lead. So that means <laughs> Joe needs to get the next one on the first guess. Here he goes. Um, but the, the last one, for uh, let's just go through these. All this old man saw, first of all, they all like chill and they were like, oh, heart and who was, saw the whole thing, dude. First, oh, you were yeah. like, whoa, whoa, and we were like, whoa, and you were like, whoa. It's weird how it's translated the same word into three different things. It does that sometimes. Yeah. Uh, okay, that little orange and think was, okay, I'm thinking of something orange and it's small. Then I remember what you said. I often forget things, but then I remembered. That makes it's, way more sense now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> I remembered what I remember what it said. I usually forget things, but I remembered it that time. Then, not I'm really good at the machine that I eat well. If you need to change this picture, you first changed it. Friends not to eat fish. I am a nice shark, not a mindless eating machine. If I am to change this image, I must first change myself. Fish are friends, not food. Yeah. <laughs> Then the last one was Squishy sought him He'll be mine And he'll be squishy Squishy I shall call him squishy And he shall be mine And he shall be my squishy Come on squishy Come on little squishy You say that to me all the time I do You are my little squishy (laughs) Right Dale needs to get it on the first one Here we go Here we go We'll give it a crack Here you go mate You got this A quiet place (laughs) Imagine (laughs) That was mad last week by the way It was brilliant (laughs) (laughs) I, can't, I still can't believe it. Right. Okay, once I ask, what are you doing? How the fuck am I going to get Say it again. Say it again, slowly. Okay, once I ask, what are you doing? <sighs> Avengers. Endgame. Uh, Infinity War. It's Infinity War. Oh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm not even angry. That's fucking wicked. How'd you get I don't even know. <laughs> say it again, say it again. Okay, once I ask... You <laughs> little sneak. I didn't. <laughs> okay, once I ask, what are you doing? Which one was it again? Infinity War? Yeah. Right. That was okay. I could just imagine let me Tony ask Stark you this saying one. it. Okay, let me ask you this one. What master do you serve? That's what? the... Um, That's Loki, isn't it? No, isn't that the... What's oh, the name of it? his right hand, Thanos' right hand man? Yeah, um, um, when yeah, he's Dorky Wizard Boy. Yeah. Um, uh, doesn't matter. Um, Salacious Crumb. Yeah, yeah, that's him. <laughs> Something like that. Fuck, did you get Squidward. it from that? It's Squidward. Yeah. That's fucked up, Dale. Uh, I could just imagine, even though Tony Sack didn't say that line, that's what I. Do you want to know what the head? other ones? They're quite long. <laughs> I mean, why don't you read it the other way around? Tell us the normal quote and then tell us what it translated to. Yeah, yeah, that's more exciting. Okay. okay. Yeah. Is it? Family. This is the this is the real quote. Families can be tough. Before my father died, he told me I had a half sister that he imprisoned in hell. Then he returned home and stabbed me in the eye. So I had to kill her. That's life, though, isn't it? I guess. I love that. Scene. That is such That's a good a, scene. Oh, what's his name? It's oh, Thor. Thor. Oh, it's Thor. Thor. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> that translated to family can be difficult. But her, before her father's death, I had half my relatives in hell. Then I turned around and she stabbed me in the look. I'll, <laughs> I'll kill him. Isn't that life? That isn't Pretty too good far away. Mm. Yeah, still wouldn't have got it. Uh, the real one. You were going. You were going to bed hungry, scrounging for scraps. Your planet was on the brink of collapse. I'm the one who stopped that. You know what's happened since then? The children born have known nothing but full bellies and clear skies. It's a paradise. I think they should go for shorter quotes. Yeah. Do you know what I'm like? uh, well, we can write our own from that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
That was We're Going to Sleep Hungry. Our planet was on the verge of collapse. I stopped. You know what happened since then? Babies do not know anything other than birth, stomach, and outdoors. <laughs> this is, this That's is paradise. brilliant. That sounds like Death Strand. <laughs> Babies don't know anything other than birth, birth stomach, stomach, and outdoors. That's technically true. Yeah. Uh, the real one, I don't, I don't know what's happening. I don't... Save me. Save me. Is that Spider-Man? When he's... Maybe. When he's crumbling. Oh, okay. Spoilers. Uh, he'll be back. Uh, don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. No, save me. Save me. That's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Then the last one, little one, it's a simple calculus. This universe is finite. Its resources finite. If life is left unchecked, life will cease to exist. It needs correcting. Mm -hmm. And that was changed to small. This is a simple project. <laughs> this universe is filled and the resources are left. If life is not resumed... If life is not removed, life ends. This is a must-have. <laughs> <laughs> this is a must-have. See it on the biggest screen possible. <laughs> so, that's uh, Annoyingly Six All. Share the wealth. What a lovely time had by all. I'm happy I, to... There wasn't a link or anything. Uh, not as far as I know. Nah. No, but All right. uh, everyone's a winner, baby. Yeah. And Remind me of the I podcast really, that comes up with that. The Beta Network, or well, Beta, depending on how you wish to say it. The guys and dolls at the Beta Network are fucking better at films than we are. Because <laughs> <laughs> if that's their standard of quiz, quiz, quiz question, then well, they you are do, You should listen wicked. to, I've got the uh, episode number where they play that exact one with all those oh, really? questions. Oh, I'm see genuinely how well interested. They did did yeah. they get Avengers on the first go? I didn't listen to all of it, so we'll see. <laughs> We can uh, we can listen together. Fucking but yeah, Dale, I think that's give a, it the big I am. <laughs> I think that's a really good quiz format. That's mad. And we will adjust it for our own needs. Yeah. <laughs> for our own well, talent it, Tiny brains. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a Sam? That's it, Sam. Yeah, Sam from Melbourne. Well Thank done. Thank you, Sam. Thanks, Sam. Mm. Uh, let's do some feedback. Ooh. You go first. There you go. I'm Have just going to uh, promise this by, I know I asked everyone, uh, people may well be aware, Football Manager 2020 Beta. <gasps> is live oh yeah. my god I will download that next week because I am busy this weekend but I appreciate the people sending in their suggestions I asked for pitches for who I should play as this season in Fort Manager a couple of good ones already yeah. it's think your last call next Friday on the podcast I imagine I'm, I'm going to say I'm on it now <laughs> I've decided <laughs> um, I will be formally announcing who <laughs> I'm going to play as so you've got Till let's say till next <laughs> Thursday to send in your email pitches to IGN underscore UK feedback to pitch to me who I should play this season on Fort Someone Manager. said Rochdale and I wholeheartedly vote for that. What just says Dale in it? No, just because it just such a mundane. I'm going to go for I'm, I'm not giving away who I'm favouring at the moment, but you have six days to give me your pitches. Like I said, ideally. I'll consider championship clubs, but mm. anything lower than that, I also will. Nothing Premier League. If it's a Premier League team, I'm not taking them. I am genuinely... Also foreign clubs. Yeah. Doesn't have to be an English team. I haven't run this past either of you, but I'm genuinely interested to see whether people who listen to this podcast would be interested in a short-time spin-off podcast where we just talk about football manager games we're playing. <laughs> yeah. Because I really want to get into it again this year. Yeah. We could do like, like when the new mobile one comes out. That's it. If I'm we well, I'm back on it, if we, we could just all play like as a, the same team and see how we do, if, or different teams in the same league. Ooh, you do know you can set up network games. So yeah, that's a lot. It's a bit work. messy. I used yeah. to do that with a mate. It's, it's, we play as the not two as Milans. Fun as it should be, is it? Um, you can do the challenges as well. They could do the challenges. challenges. But yeah, if Maybe. you're genuinely IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com. Yeah, if you would be interested in that, yeah. We could do it because I'm aware there's a there's a minority of people that that love the Fort Manager chat, but maybe there don't. Overwhelming yeah. majority of people who so don't. Maybe give it's a, a short. Maybe shit. it's a shorter spin-off. I got a yeah. little nugget for you as Go a tease to maybe what could be a show. Sweet nuts. So I mean, I put it on Twitter this week anyway, and you guys know already. I have a new son. Yeah. So Sorry. I was, I was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a football manager. My saver's gifted a new son. He's called Ian. He's a goalkeeper. It's not quite. He's a goalie. A, yeah, he's a goalie. Nothing, oh, I love nothing a goalie. against any Ians out there. It's no. a perfectly good name. Something it's no I told my wife and. She immediately said, "We would not have a son called Ian." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I do. <laughs> Something very noble about a goalkeeper. Yeah, I think because I was one. Uh, <laughs> I think they're the most noble position. Ah. But I've got one tiny. It's very early days for Ian. He's just he's just come through to the squad, so he's out on his. You know, you know what I'm like. I have to put him out on loan to of several course. clubs yeah. first, right? Hard love, but tough love. I, I've told Cardi this. I haven't told him the story. I just told him that I had my pants pulled down in this game the other week. Not by Ian. No, not by. Well, you know. 
in a way. So what is, I, I loaned him out to Notts County, right? Oh, what I didn't, mean. What I didn't check was when they immediately loaned it out, they said they may be interested in purchasing. No. And I was like, oh, Did you look. accidentally I accidentally an had, option? I had an option. I didn't tick off. Oh. And so they snapped him up for 55K. Whoa, you sold your own son for 50 grand. Hey, I didn't agree to sell him. It was it was out of my hands. Wait, this is like no, biblical it stuff. So I, <laughs> so I immediately bought him back and they charged me 250K for him. That's fatherly love. So they absolutely fucked me there for like 200 grand. Not counting, just got out of that <laughs> yeah. championship so defender. You should be reading the fine print. And then the board said, we think the signing of Ian Driver was a misstep. Or we're like, Have you been sacked? No, I, <laughs> mate, you see my record. They're not sacking me. I've had that before. They're absolutely not sacking me. But... I couldn't believe it. It's like, he's my son, obviously. And also, you recommended I bring him up to the Steve first Steve Bruce team. does this all the time. <laughs> Nepotism. But yeah, he's, he's back. Who's he at the moment? He's at Tranmere at the moment. He's doing all right. He's played 27. He's conceded 37. What's his so potential looking like compared to Donovan? Sorry, he's played 27. He's conceded 37. Yeah, but... Your son's shite. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, he's, he's only That's 18. more than a goal a game. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, you know, what league are Tranmere in at the moment? Let's have a look. What, in 2036? Should... <laughs> in 2038. No league. You should be. I can't see what final what league. Um, um, that's very bad. Yeah. Do you think? I'll find it. But do you think he'll ever get that England call up like Donovan did? Uh, I'll make it my priority. Like the reason I'm still playing at this point in the game, I probably would have stopped by now. It's is just to get him. It's just to get him an England call up. Well, and he's a goalkeeper. It's I a good like, experiment. You've got such a good team. Just put a rubbish goalkeeper like your son in. Yeah, and see how he does. That is a good experiment. Actually, I've got a really good goalkeeper right now as well. Yeah. He's not England Benchim. number one. He'll though, be so. absolutely gutted. <laughs> get, him little, get him a little T-shirt that says "Daddy's shitty goalkeeper" on <laughs> yeah. it. But, but yeah, if if we do a football manager show, we can give you updates on Ian. Yeah. Are you gonna on this football manager show? Would you still be locked into the mobile version? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> because I can play it on my commute, so it means I'll play yeah. it all the time, even though I'm playing other games at home. He's got a point. You get the switch. One. Uh, who's first on feedback? Uh, you. Am I? Hey. <laughs> This one is from Luke Whiting. He says, Hi, all long time listener. First time writing in. Hello, Luke. Firstly, oh, God, it's nice stuff. Skip it. No, read it. Firstly, thanks for a consistently entertaining podcast I look forward to every week. I've been listening since the 100s and it's just getting better as the years go on. Oh, that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) I think it is. The Endless Search is a particularly great addition. Oh, that's good. He says, I apologize that the next bit is now slightly dated in its reference. Okay. Let's see. I was psyched. Dear Gav. There's a bit of scene, there's a bit of scene saying here. Imagine the wind in your hair. Okay. I was cycling over Wandsworth Bridge the other week and I noticed the poorly formatted electronic advert for the Tom Clancy game Host Rico Breakpoint. (laughs) (laughs) I had to conclude that perhaps the Tom Clancy games were taking a new direction in tackling terrorism. High stakes, high octane dinner parties where a few eggs will have to be broken in order to gain political support of various diplomats and politicians. One of them obviously called Rico. Maybe it's a just cause. This sounds so much better than the actual Ghost Recon (laughs) Breakpoint. So my question is, have you ever seen any adverts for games, TV shows or movies that have particularly missed the mark, either due to poor attention to detail such as formatting or just terrible taglines? The one that springs to mind for me is... Mm -hmm. You remember when Xbox One came out and no one knew what the fuck it did? Mm. Uh, They had this fantastic tagline that they used, I think, at one consumer show. I think it it was either E3 or like CES the year it got announced. And it just said, Xbox One, all in one, input one. And that was it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And you're like, you've just released a product that no one knows how it works or what the fuck it's for. And you've put the worst, least explicable tagline on it. That's mad. It made me laugh so much at the time. Because it's like, they're fucking it on every angle. It's incredible. All in one. Input one. I I wish I'd uh, head. uh, Yeah, we should have put this to us earlier because we could have thought about uh, it we were doing it in a hurry Dale <laughs> uh, I have been walking past a slowly degrading I don't know why on my walk home there was a billboard for Joker right. and I think someone just started having a go at it because it just slowly pieces kept ripping off it and it looked like it was meant oh, to be that way when you said how to go at it I thought they were just like shouting at it oh fuck <laughs> you <laughs> Flack I love Bobby <laughs> um, yeah like 
so it's just this it looked quite thematically appropriate but after about two days you could no longer tell what the fuck that film was mm. it was just called Urk. <laughs> <laughs> and it was three stars because all the stars are getting oh. ripped off <laughs> no it's alright Joe's uh, done a couple of examples I'll have a little thing yeah. are we just waiting for that no 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 carry on carry right, on alright I'll, <laughs> I'll do another one this is from James Warren hello chaps hello uh Nice things. Carrying on the theme of underappreciated games from last week, one I adored. Oh, this is a week before, actually. Mm. One I adored as a young child, renting from Blockbuster on repeat, was Kingdom Under Fire The Crusaders. I do not know what, what that game is. No, no idea. This bad boy of a game combined <laughs> RTS and hack and slash elements into a delightful story to create what I feel is a criminally underappreciated game. Did any of you have a bash way back when an original Xbox or I when did. it was backwards compatible for 360? Uh, no, I never had an original Xbox. That's probably why yeah, I didn't play it. Too. I also did not play it. Although mm. I do remember it. Uh, it's one of those ones from Blockbuster. Did you ever have this when you... Did you rent games from Blockbuster? I used to I rent did. games from my local library. Did you? You lovely little man. You know I used they to, were cheaper. I used, I used to buy DVDs. <laughs> from Blockbuster all the time I used to go when they would been out for a while they'd have them in a little bag and bin you could go and get three for a tenner yep. that's how Brilliant. I watched The Matrix for the first time I remember old uh, Woolworths they'd just sell them for half price because they didn't have the official case mugs it's pretty good absolute mugs <laughs> um, but that is one of those ones where it was if I remember it's like a, a knight with a big sword on the front and that it was one of those right. ones where I was like <laughs> I would definitely play that game, but then just like either me, me or my brother got to choose every time and you didn't want to take a chance on something. Yeah, yeah. So you'd just be like, right, we'll get another game. In my game. head, it's a bit like Medieval Total War, but you're actually controlling a unit and just running around hacking. Uh, yeah, I can't remember exactly what it is. Mm. There is apparently a Kingdom Under Fire dropping, a Kingdom Under Fire 2 dropping in November, which what? is true. Yeah. But it looks a shadow of its former self and a bit of a money grab, if I'm honest. <laughs> is this it going to grab much money? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I don't know right? Never, we work in the game industry we never even heard of it uh oh this bit's weird for me to read although you play down your gravitas in the gaming industry very modestly <laughs> your podcast reaches many and you may have a more profound effect on the community than you realise can you see our numbers I don't, think I've, our data. I don't think I've had a profound effect on Perhaps anyone in my life you could <laughs> use these powers for good and sway the industry into making a good Kingdom Under Fire sequel for people to enjoy or perhaps my imagination exceeds my reach little prestige quote for you yeah, yeah I appreciate that uh, isn't it man's reach exceeds his grass yeah. can we not use our power to just tell silly football manager anecdotes <laughs> instead yeah. well we're trying to get a sprint off <laughs> anyway keep up the good work making thousands of folks smile James it's, is very kind yeah. uh, P.S. this is a real question hmm. side question not that the rest wasn't a real question <laughs> but that was more of a story what game would each of you say you are comfortably the best at Ooh. out of your colleagues that you all play out of our colleagues uh, doesn't have to be a multiplayer game necessarily but you know you would smash your workmates at not to cause division but rather healthy gamesmanship uh, well, P-Cross I could fuck you all at P-Cross yeah we had a little one on one on P-Cross and you did did demolish me at P-Cross I've got I don't um, know because I've not got a, a visual brain football manager <laughs> uh, I think you could destroy us at football manager I don't know yeah I don't know because you actually care about though. the tactics yeah I, I like I um, think uh, WWE games I could definitely well, you have that. done that when you <laughs> played Thanos against I us have, I have a I have odd, uh, lost the odd game against some of you at it, but I feel like if I properly tried my hardest at FIFA, FIFA. I could beat... You saying you didn't try your hardest no, when like we beat some, you? When you know, I beat you several okay, times not, and he hates no, it. Yeah. Not when I, okay, try my hardest is the wrong word. Like, I often try and score great goals rather than lots of them. Like, if I just went for the this easy tapping goals a lot... Right, we, <laughs> I'll, I could demolish it. You are a gimp. I don't know. It's just kind of, it's hard to do without um, just saying showing off. Really, I feel like maybe Siege? a couple of racing games. Yeah, you're definitely better at racing. You're games. better at fighting games than us. Oh yeah, fighting games. Fighting yeah, yeah. Games, oh yeah, like yeah. injustice. I'd batter you all. Yeah, you are. You are yeah. a, a any mega. fighting game. You're, you're uh, better at shooting games. I'd say. I think you want maybe you and Jesse are up there like the best at shooting games Jesse's got those young man's reflexes yeah. Yeah. when I watch him play it freaks me out <laughs> it's yeah. him spinning around all yeah, the time yeah if it's on PC you could buy me yeah yeah. I'm not very uh, good at games um, that's my issue other games god I'm good at writing about them. <laughs> who's the best at like I don't play it for, but like Smash or Mario Kart uh, I'm okay at Mario Kart I wouldn't say I'm, I don't know if I'm the best I've never even played it I'm quite good at Mario Kart I'm I can't play Smash I'm actually a joke because you are mostly Nintendo boy. I can't I play Nintendo Smash boy. for Toppy okay I've played but it once would. and it was with uh, Joe and I think uh, I lost you did Don, <laughs> Don Bradman's Cricket I don't annihilate anyone it's because you know the rules <laughs> uh, Madden I'd demolish yeah, um, yeah absolutely sports games I'll take sports games I can, yeah I could bat you at 
Except for Sports Mario likes. and Sonic at the Olympics. Oh, oh yeah, I batted you two at that. Yeah. That's under embargo, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Till next week. We need to talk about that. Yes, we do. We gave no opi- <laughs> we gave no opinion. Um, <laughs> top trumps. Uh, still be fun though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you will not win. That's enough. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks, James. You got Dale, something about that? Oh, yeah, I forgot Fuck about this. Now. Forgot we were doing a podcast. <laughs> um, hello. <laughs> what? This is from Alex. All right. I was wondering about something and wanted you guys to weigh in. Has working in games in any way ruined your personal playthrough of games or made it harder to enjoy them? For example, those who worked on Red Dead Redemption 2 reviews and guides must have sunk tons of hours into that them. That sort of thing terrifies me. Yeah, and I would expect to tarnish the overall experience. Mm. Given that it's without a doubt one of the best games of the generation, I imagine everyone would want to experience it without deadlines attached. I would also imagine avoiding spoilers is practically impossible, which in itself is a Class A ball ache. Such a partridge. I, I would say that, yeah, like games of that length and like open world ones would terrify I've never reviewed a game like that I mean yeah is um, is that the end of the email no Uh, so how do you guys mitigate against potential of having your game experience spoiled in that way Mm. aside from getting different jobs do you try (laughs) (laughs) do you try and steer clear of any games that you're particularly passionate about do you accept it'll happen Mm. and go back and play it through again at home just interested on your perspective I don't know like this by the way wasn't sent to the IGN UK feedback email it was sent to us personally I don't know whether he wanted this read on the the podcast but I thought it was a good question That's a good question. Mm, yeah. I think there are two parts to this because A, there's the playing to deadlines, which is absolutely yeah. that can really fuck a game. Like yeah. you can really hate it by yeah. the end of playing it just because you've had to play it in a condensed way. Because yeah, yeah. um, it's just not how people play games. They're not designed to be played that way. Um so playing to a deadline can really ruin something. Uh the spoilers thing less so because you are playing a game in context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What uh Alex doesn't take into account is previews which I think are the thing that most often you hear talked about in the industry as like this ruined the game for me yes like I've played this three hour section of the game already and now I have to do it again exactly um, well, especially I remember, with uh, I may still love that game but Control me and you played the first six hours of early yeah. in Helsinki it was like eight eight hours yeah, yeah it was like pretty much the exact same thing almost yeah. just over a half of the game yeah. two thirds of it had to do it all again. I still yeah. enjoyed it because mm. we were at least passing the pad. We didn't yeah. do all of it each, but yeah, yeah I was like, oh, I've done this. I've got that right now with New Speed Heat. Like mm. I did actually enjoy playing that game and I would like to play it more. What I don't think I can do is do that first four mm-hmm. hours again. The one that sticks in my head was um, Gavin Kruper, who you may remember. I've heard as- of them Idiot traitors. <laughs> um, they went and did The Witcher 3 and right. played like five or six hours. And I think, for other reasons that trip was a bit of a an ache yeah. um, but they played that they have never played that game mm. and like The Witcher 3 is fucking incredible but if you've you played over that. five hours of something that has already negative things attached yeah. to it you're just like oh my it's god it's also like yeah it's usually the tutorial parts as well and the slower parts where you before you really get into something exactly you don't want to have to do all that again yeah and like I think that's the most commonly talked about yeah. one but there is like the pro- the thing is like if if you if this actively turned you off games don't it's work not in the, the right game industry, industry. like yeah, no. part of the delight of this industry is being the nerdy kid who gets to play all the games Absolutely, early. and yeah. like i that well outweighs the idea of me having yeah. to replay mm. bits of games or play them under pressure like that's what i love this like wary of like spoilers as well that never really bothers me like oftentimes I have to know things for the job anyway yeah and I'm like well you know it still doesn't it's, it's one tiny piece of detail it doesn't take away from the overall experience yeah. of playing a game or yeah. the one thing that does terrify me is getting like especially periods getting stuck and like, having oh, no, like I've had that happen uh, earlier this year when I uh, I was about to grow which is a bit of a mucus um, <laughs> when I had to review observation and there was a point in that where I was genuinely lost for a while yeah. and I was like I don't know I could be stuck here and I don't want to have to message the guy who made the game and be like please help uh, yeah. I, yeah, when I worked on <laughs> I don't know if it's broken or not <laughs> when I worked on O&M my editor got stuck on Paper Mario sticker star and had to <laughs> email had to email Nintendo and say is this a bug or am I stupid and yeah. they had to email Nintendo of Japan oh my and like God it's a process like getting stuck on a game pre-release is fucking terrifying like imagine reviewing Dark Souls when it first came out Jesus Jesus (laughs) Christ like because there's a uh, Keza wrote a book partly about the fact that the group of reviewers playing that game for the first time became like incredibly good friends yeah Yeah. because of their experience like trial by fire uh, even though 
I played Disco Elysium over a few days and I loved it and I didn't really actually know I was reviewing it until an hour after I finished it but I played that and I didn't started writing. I was reviewing it until you volunteered for well exactly it. well you know <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't I wasn't, I wasn't playing it thinking in mind yes. I'm reviewing this yeah um and I had that moment of like, because everything I heard, I like did it in 30 hours and everything I'd heard prior to that was like, it's a 60 hour game. Yeah. And it ended and I was like, am I writing this? And I haven't actually got the right ending. Mm. But that's my experience of the game anyway. But yeah. it turns out I did. So that's fine. But there's that moment of panic. It was like, have I not done this properly? Because mm. yeah. no one else has really finished it yet that I know. <laughs> yeah. It's tough, uh, yeah. man. That's it's, the thing. You, you don't, you don't want to be the person that makes that sort of mistake as well. Yeah. yeah. The one thing it has done is, uh, I know this is going on a bit, but FIFA especially for me, like that used to be a game I play quite a lot throughout a year. But last couple of years, because I've had to review it two years in a row, I've played it solidly for like a week and got sick of it and then not really touched it for the rest of the year. Yeah. So I just don't really play FIFA much until around review time now. And it's just, yeah, kind of... Also, I think Pez is probably better this year. It may be. <laughs> but Football Manager's the best football game, isn't it? In it. it? So. Yeah. Uh, well, that's it. Yeah, lovely. We've IGN done underscore UK feedback for... To know everything. Tell you us if you know, want a Football Manager podcast. If you want a yeah. Football Manager spin-off, tell me what club you want. If you've got any more I assume we'll talk about Death Stranding yeah. again so if there's any burning Death Stranding questions you've got I, I think we will we'll probably do a spoiler I special think so. in I the think future I think that'd be fun to do because there's so many little details I'd like to talk openly about mm -hmm. as well like just say did you spot this mad yep. thing oh yeah, yeah 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 and I imagine next week we'll be talking like let us know what you think about especially Overwatch 2 all the BlizzCon if stuff that happens. happens it's gotta be as happening like, we don't know yeah we really yeah. have to contextualise no, yeah, we don't know <laughs> we have no idea but it's looking that way yeah um, of course that'll be of much interest to me and Joe me and Matt and Cardi are having yeah. a little viewing party after work we tonight are. I can't Nerds. wait to see what that is yeah, if it is anything and you know if when that comes out whenever that comes out if it is a thing that is a game that will terrify me if I'm asked to do yeah that. actually Alex <laughs> to, your, to your question do we get sick of games we're literally staying late after work to watch BlizzCon we're kind of into it yeah, <laughs> yeah. good fun games yeah mm. uh, what music are we going to play should we play Ooh. the church's song from Death Stranding yeah that's a good shout you can